Welcome to the May edition of Writer's Retreat. <clears throat> and we are at this point a very small group, but hoping for some additional people. Um, wait a minute. Uh oh. I'm going to start again. I'm not sure I was recording. Welcome to the May edition of Writer's Retreat. And if you need to know what I know, you cannot speak until you tap the got it button, which I finally just did. I'm Deborah Kendrick, and we have a small group this evening, but we're expecting one or two more people. And what I do know is that from the people we do have, we have some fabulous pieces of writing to share. So, um, Abby, are you there? I am right here. Okay. And I did, yeah, I hit my got it button, so you should be able to hear me. Are you ready for me to read mine? I am ready All for right. you to read yours. So okay. introduce yourself first. All right. Well, I'm Abby Taylor. I live in Sheridan, Wyoming, and I am the author of three novels, two poetry collections, and a memoir. And... Um, so this poem is one I wrote several months ago, um, and I don't remember what exactly. It was a prompt from my third Thursday poets group, but I don't remember exactly what the prompt was. But anyway, this is Woody Woodpecker. Listen to that, says Dad, as we walk through the park one spring morning. I'm a teenager, and my father is walking me to school. We stop for a moment. I hear it, a power drill without the motor. That's a woodpecker, boring holes in that tree over there, Dad explains. He points, but I can't see. Preoccupied, I wonder why I should care. That day after school, I'm watching a cartoon on television with my younger brother. Again, I hear the motorless drill, this time followed by Woody Woodpecker's cheerful tune. Why is he boring holes in that tree? Why is he so happy? With limited vision, I can't see the screen. I listen while brother watches, says nothing. I'm amazed at how cheerful Woody is despite the curveballs life throws his way. Maybe we could all follow his example. The end. <laughs> well, I, I have to say I was a, um, was a huge fan of the Woody Woodpecker show as a child. So, so was I. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, so, the funny thing was it had all this neat music with it. They used a lot of the classical pieces, like um, from William Tell Overture uh -huh. and, you know, other things. And so, and even though I couldn't really see what was going mm -hmm. on half the time, I enjoyed listening to the music and the interactions and all the sound effects, you know, where they're, you know, they're running and, and you know, different things going on. So I kind of could get the gist of what was happening, but not always. What? What, what, what what did he make some kind of sound like the trademark Woody Woodpecker sound yeah, yeah. that's right yeah. <laughs> what I what I wondered reading your poem because 
you know, I've been blind since I was five. So I quote unquote watched Woody Woodpecker, but I watched as a blind child. So, and we didn't have audio description or anything. Right. So we didn't either. It was back in the seventies. I thought reading um, this, I thought, well, if you were a kid looking at that cartoon, was Woody drilling into a tree? Well, I, I'm, I'm assuming he was because my dad told me that, you know, when, when we saw that woodpecker in the park, you know, dad said he's drilling holes in that tree. So, I mean, where, what else would a, would a woodpecker okay. drill holes in? I always figured they drilled holes in trees. So, Alan, yeah. you had sight as a kid. What, yeah. what, was he drilling into a tree? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not really remembering a specific occasion. <laughs> I mean, he, he did lots of stuff. I mean, it, it was like, the Adventures of Woody Woodpecker. Didn't he get into mm-hmm. all kind of mm-hmm. all kind of activities? Yeah, I got yeah. all kinds of yeah. problems, and you know. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I expect he probably drilled into lots of stuff, but uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, but <laughs> you know, but but, but what, I mean, that's what woodpeckers do. That's, that's, I think they're getting their food and stuff out of the tree when they do that, aren't they? Aren't they drilling for bugs and stuff? That's what I was thinking. Well, but, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, but, that's uh, a good question. Yeah. I, you know, maybe I should. I might. I didn't think of this, but I suppose I could do some research and get some well, insight into woodpeckers, what they, you know, what they're, why they drill into those trees. I don't know. That's a really good question. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember as a boy, we had a tree in our backyard that, that a woodpecker was in and you could see all the, all the holes where they, what, the, what they'd been doing their work, work and stuff. So right. uh, uh, they, they can really get after it and, and get in, get into the, get into the bark and get in there and whatever they're after. I'm not positive, but, uh, yeah. yeah I would say I'm that pretty, in a weird... I'm pretty sure he did drill into a tree, but mm-hmm. I know there was a lot of other stuff he did. Yeah. I yeah. just, right. you know, I, I can't remember. This was back in the fifties, early sixties. Right. Um, right. And so we were yeah. watching, I think in syndication, you know, in the seventies. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I can it, tell it, you a lot of stuff that the, um, Roadrunner did, and oh. Wiley Coyote, which oh, was yeah. my favorite. But Woody was kind of like I could tell yeah. you a lot of stuff that Bullwinkle did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bullwinkle and Rocky the Flying Squirrel. But, but I think, I mean, for me, I thought you know, reading this poem, that's so funny that Woody Woodpecker was my introdu- introduction to what a woodpecker was. And I didn't hear a real woodpecker that I can remember until I was an adult. And then I, and I remember associating the two just like you did in the poem. But I have to say, um, sticking to the poem, the line that I loved was the one that begins preoccupied. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, and, you know, I just didn't really think much about it back then. You know, I was more concerned with, you know, stuff going on at school or whatever, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I, I really, yeah, I really, but I, I like how you tied the real life experience to the cartoon because I think that's probably something that a lot of people will relate to. I did. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, does anybody have anything else for Abby before we move on? Except thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Yes, very nice. Well, thanks. Thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Um, 
Okay, yeah. so Sally um, sent me this poem and um, and asked me to read it, which I am more than honored to do. But before I do, Sally said, this poem doesn't have a title, and I'm hoping the group can help me come up with a title. And one came to me right away, Sally, I'm just going to say, and that is, it has to do with traveling. And so I thought, travel or travel times or traveling time. So something like that. You can think about that. And um, and Sally, you want to yeah. introduce yourself and say something before I read this poem. Thank you. Um, it was three years ago yesterday that Sandy died. So um, I'm doing a lot of time travel. Oh, here's Sally's poem. Worn down by decades of illness and drained by an unknown infection that will send him back to intensive care before this frigid bleak day ends. The man asks his wife of 50 years to drive them to the river that in warmer seasons, flows by their town. Frozen with no imminent thaw, the Susquehanna, dreary now, reminds him of better times when he fished for trout, chugged beer, and played cards in buddies' cottages. Come spring, trout will jump again, the clink of bottles and the laughter of friends will ring out on summer evenings. Is my brother's wish to visit the river off-season momentary answer to cabin fever or one last look dreaming of times that will not come again? Oh, Sally, that's beautiful. I love it. Wow. Thank you. So were you at one point able to, I thought you had uh, been visually impaired most of your life. So I, w I did. I had um, a pretty good usable vision up until I was about 30. I, I oh, drove. Okay. I had a master's so you, in library okay, science. So, right, right. Okay. Yeah. So you were able to drive. And, he said he, at one point he asked his wife to drive him to the river. I thought, oh. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. I... Um, lost everything when I was about 50. It just went oh, very slowly. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, and I'll be 70 wow. in November. Wow. So. so the man in this poem is Sandy? No, he's my brother. I oh. thought it was your brother. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you said yeah. Sandy. I think I so said I was in there it was Sandy. my brother. You do say it's your brother, but okay. Abby yeah. was talking about I Sandy. Thought, well, see, and I was thinking of Sandy, and I, I missed that, so because I was yeah. fixated on Sandy. Yeah, you say it. Was yeah, my... no, I, um, my brother is um, 75. He's had heart disease for years and years and years. And in January, he got some weird kind of infection from internal oh, bleeding and was in and out of hospital. They couldn't find out oh, where man. he was bleeding. But what they did find was a baseball-sized tumor on his kidney. Oh, 
which turned out to be malignant, and our father died from kidney cancer. So um, the good news is that they took the tumor off. Um, He is now presumably cancer-free. They still don't know where he was bleeding internally, but for the time being, he's okay. Um, He's even talking about going out fishing again. So I figure, you know, I don't know what exactly is going on, you know, whether the cancer will come back, but, you know, let him have a good spring. Absolutely. That's fine. So, not yeah. not that in terms of the poem, it doesn't matter if the man is your brother, your husband, or an imaginary person. But I am curious, who asked? Did your brother ask his wife to drive him to the river? His wife of fifty-one years. Yeah. Okay. My sister-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, in terms of the poem and language. I mean, Sally, you you nailed it. This chugged beer, played cards in buddies' cottages. Come spring, trout will jump again. Oh, my God. I am so there. The clink clink of bottles and the laughter of friends. I mean, it's just every, uh, it's just, it's just stunning. It's just stunning. I mean, thank you. I can hear it and see it and smell it and taste it. I mean, yeah, you, you. so, um, yeah, enter this poem in some contest, please, and win a lot of money and say you know me. <laughs> it's, it's really, it, it's so good. But I do think that the title should have travel in it because it's about travel of the mind or minds travel or travel time or something like that. Well, I, I just wrote one that was in Magnets and Ladder called Time Travel. So oh, I, yeah. I, I need something that's not it's quite not there. The same, it's the same title, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, know that any popular title you come up with, if you Google it, there's going to be a hundred other poems, books, songs, or whatever with the same title. So you can copy yourself. There's not a rule against it. But you could call this one Minds. Mind or, travel? Mind yeah. Travel. Or I was thinking maybe traveling through time. How about Bear and my brother? Well, that would work too. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll have to think about it, but I do like the idea of time and travel. Um, I guess I was just too or, focused well, there on you go. Time and something travel. I'd already that written. Time yeah. and travel. Yeah. That might what, work. Was, what was the title of the one you said you just submitted somewhere else? Um, it's in Magnets and Ladders, Time Travel. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. No. But um, thanks. I'll, to, I'll play around with it and let you know. And this one is new. This is not in your book. Excuse me? This one is not in your book. No. This, okay. this was one I wrote um, toward the end of February. So this is book came out in December. One that will go in the next book. I'm, I'm running out of relatives who are dying or sick. That's okay. You can <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> I'm running out of relatives. Period. Yeah. But um, yeah, 
Well, you could write about somebody who's not dying or sick. You yeah, have to write about people. Who I are dying I, or sick. I know. I just everybody. I think I'm at the age <laughs> where most yeah. people I know have either either lost a spouse or right. you know, um, yeah, or a relative, or there's a very small group of relatives left. Um, I didn't expect to be the last one standing. But. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's 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 a weird weird thing to think about. Um but true I think for a lot of us. Um yeah. So um so that's that's all I got. What you guys want to talk about cuz I don't have I didn't come with any that. I came, I came with a lot of responsibilities, you know, commitments that I've made to write various things, but nothing, nothing to share. Well, I can't really think of anything. Man, oh man. Oh. Um, I got nothing. I got nothing. Sorry. <laughs> well, join the club, Alan. Got nothing anonymous. Alan, I'll give you a I'll give you a prompt to write something. Last what? night I dreamt we went to Manderley again. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm gonna write Rebecca. Actually, uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, because I was just thinking that's I read that somewhere. Okay, yeah, that that's one of Alan's favorite books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think I'll call it. I'll I'll make it a little less formal. I'll call it Becky, and uh, yeah, and make and make it make um, it more. You fun, realize fun. now I'm going to have to read a Jack Reacher novel to make up for that. It, well, you <laughs> know. Uh, if you ever read a, decide to read a Jack Reacher novel, uh, let, let me be the one that recommends one to you and and, and provide you uh, the, the the Dick Hill narration because he he does the best job of them I think. But uh, uh, I know okay. Deborah would Deborah would disagree. But uh, I don't uh, like Dick uh, Hill's voice. Yeah, I find his yeah, voice yeah. very annoying. Yeah, he he became Jack Reacher to me because you know he. I used to download books from the Memphis Public Library and stuff when I first lost my sight, and uh, he he narrated all of that stuff. So uh, they were they were they were just very very well very very enjoyable. But uh, hey, uh, <laughs> very very violent. But hey, like I say, Reacher never kills anybody that doesn't need killing. So you know, there you go. <laughs> There you go. So what's this? What's this? What's this Mandalay reference about? Um, Rebecca by Alan, yeah, yeah. yeah, Alan Rebecca um, was written in I think the very late 1930s by Daphne du Maurier, and I recommended it for our mystery book group one time. Uh-huh. And you know, it's the type of book women read when they were in high school and loved it, and I I still love it. Um, Alan unfortunately did not, and he said, yeah. "Why did we have to read fourteen hours until we knew that Rebecca was a bitch and killed somebody?" Oh. <laughs> you know what? Well, I yeah. I have to confess. You know that's a classic, and my girlfriends were reading it in high school. My best girlfriend Cindy Klein was reading it, 
And she had to read so much to me that I didn't ask her to read it to me. And I didn't know then that books were so readily available to me in Braille or a talking book. So I didn't know that I could get it. Anyway, much, much later, so I was in my 20s or maybe 30s, and I, I realized I could get it from the talking book library. And I got it, and I got it in Braille. And Alan, I'm with you. I was so happy. <laughs> Well, I wasn't the I wasn't the only one. But that I'm didn't a girl like it. and I'm supposed to have loved it. Yeah. So <laughs> No, but you you were just so so adamant about it. Like, why did you well, do this to us? Yeah, well y'all y'all know me by now. I mean, I, I speak my mind and stuff. I mean, I, I mean if yeah. you, you know what I mean I, I mean I I'm a big believer in, in just being straightforward with people and stuff. I oh, mean, I, I know. I I I, yeah, I, yeah. I felt I mean, terrible. I should have picked yeah. a six hour book or something. You should pick what you like and stuff. That's fine. I mean yeah. you, you don't pick well, them based that, on what I you like. Yeah. So I know, but I, I feel like now I owe you a Jack Reacher novel. I'll have to read Jack Reacher, whom I so really dislike. I still dislike. haven't read it, Sally. Yeah. Do you think I should? Do you think my life will be richer if I go read it? Um, well, you have Alan and you have me um, flip a coin. <laughs> I, I just, I guess it's one of those books that I remember fondly and I still enjoy. I think I've read it maybe four times, really? and each time I read it, it was a, in a different period of my life. So, See, I, um, Wuthering Heights is like that for me. I've read Wuthering Heights probably four times, and it never disappoints. Right. But I know what's coming, you know. Well, yeah. Well, I'm glad yeah. I read. I'm glad I read Rebecca. So I'm mean, I'm like that about every book, even if I don't like them. I I find something to take away from all of them. So you know. I, I've had yeah. more, I've had more laughter about Rebecca probably than any book I, that I've read in any of these book clubs. So yeah, there you go, right there. So there you uh, go. Yeah, which is yeah. Not what De Maurier had in mind. So. No, I know, I know, but uh, still, you know, it it, it 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 had a lot of it had a lot of good a lot of good stuff in it. So yeah, so and, and well, it's set it's near Cornwall where it takes place, right? Yeah, 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 right, right, yeah. So. And, and I'm a sucker the, for anything said in Cornwall. Well, I know you were, but and the opening line is last night I dreamt I went to Mandalay again. Yep. You know, yeah, and so that, yeah. seriously, that's so, a good yeah. prompt because yeah, I know yeah. I have dreams that I went back to college. Yeah. I have dreams that I was back in my old childhood home with my family. You know, so you know, yeah. that's some a good thing to write about. Maybe you had a dreamer, or if you didn't, you could make one up. I dreamed, you know. So you know that's not a that's not a bad prompt actually, uh, even if no. it was meant to be to, to tease Alan, it's still a good prompt. No, I mean that's a famous yeah. first line. I mean it's it's a yeah. it's a real famous opening opening sentence. So uh, yeah, lo, lo, lots of people obviously feel the same way as you do about Rebecca. So uh, there you go. But uh, <laughs> I've I've thoroughly enjoyed the. The after talk about more than than the book discussion though. So yeah. So, <laughs> my the, my funniest first line was, um, you know, from Moby Dick, "Call me Ishmael." Right. Well, there was a years ago. Um, my first husband was a pole watcher, and I used to walk our dog up. We lived in Center City, Philadelphia a little quirky Cocker Spaniel mix named Scooter. And 
everybody really liked him, and it was a you know it was a little neighborhood in the city, so every, everybody knew Scooter. Well, about six months later, I'm walking down the street, and one of the other poll watchers stops and said, "I'm so glad I ran into you." He said, "I've been saving this to give to you," and he pulled out his wallet and gave me a New Yorker cartoon with a little dog sitting at a table with a pen in his hand and a piece of paper on the table, and it said, Call me Scooter. <laughs> That's good, yeah. <laughs> now, what, what's a poll watcher? Um, I, as far as I knew, it was a bunch of guys and some women who stood outside the... Um, voting area and uh-huh. made sure that people were not handing out literature more than oh. a certain amount of... You were going to need a whole um, bunch of those. And then... Yeah, oh. more oh, than a okay. certain amount of spaces before the people weren't being harassed. Right. Um, oh, uh, P- yeah. P- P-O-L-L. P-O-L-L. Not P-O-L-E. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know. I'm with you, Alan. Yeah, yeah. I froze on it too mentally thinking. Yeah, I, I'm wondering why, why well, are there a bunch of people out watching flag poles for them? I mean, what's that about? Well, it's, they're looking know, for Woody Woodpecker. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> right. 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 What goes around comes around. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But uh, okay, uh, okay, a pole pole watcher. I got that now. Yeah. The English well, language. I do like, the, I do like yeah. the other idea. Yeah, I think they're watching yeah. telephone poles. Sort of like are, a yeah. pole dancer, but a pole right. watcher. Yeah. Oh yeah, pole dancers. Yeah, well, I know about pole vaulters, but I, I didn't know about you know pole, pole watchers and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, since this is writers' retreat, I'll just say that I've uh, I had a big uh, powwow with myself today. I've been very unhappy with myself for things that are not getting done that I would like to get done. So I made a promise to myself today, and I figured if I told you guys, it'd make me stick to it more. It'll be give me a stronger sense of accountability. So I promised myself today that I was going to write 2,000 words a day, even if it's junk. I'm going to make myself write 2,000 words a day because that's the only way I'm going to get any of these things accomplished that I want to do. There you go out there in the world yeah that's a a lot of words it sounds like what that's a lot of words yeah it is a lot yeah it is a lot of words but for me if i can just manage to you know start writing once i if i can just start i can do it right right it'll get easier yeah. So, so get break, break that down, man. Like, how long of an article would a two thousand word article be in terms of like pages and stuff? Um, about let's see, about ten, nine or ten okay. typewritten wow. pages. Okay. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Our articles in Access World range between. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's you. Uh, yeah. Our articles in Access World range between 1250 and 2500. Um, okay, all right. Typical, you know, I you've probably heard me say before that after doing the newspaper column for so many years, 
I find if I sit down to write a letter to a friend or a post or an email, it's like if I have a lot to say, there's like an automatic shutoff at 650 words because right. typically newspaper columns are between 600 and 6 to 750. Is right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it makes sense. So you you know how big a newspaper column is. So yeah, right, right, right. Okay, well, good. Thanks. That makes sense. Yeah. So, but I've heard a couple of writers say that 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 that's part of the kind of the you know everybody has a different system. I have no system. My system has been entirely deadline based. And I, I'm right. really disgusted with myself that when I don't have external deadlines, I don't seem to produce. And I'm mad. I'm, so I'm giving myself this deadline of 2,000 words a day. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think that's probably the, 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 I think that's probably something hard for every, every person that writes and stuff, I would think, is coming up with, you know, some kind of plan and, and scheme and stuff to, uh, systematically do stuff. I mean, that would seem to be the first, uh, the first hurdle you got to overcome to, to come up with a way to be productive. I mean, not not everybody yeah. can be like Nora Roberts and write. What does she write? Like ten hours a day, every day. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I have no idea. She uh, umpteen million uh, books a year. Yeah, uh, 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 she's just like a machine. I think. I don't yeah. know. She, she's got to be plugging herself into something. I think, but uh, I, I don't so, know. She, have, yeah. I've never heard any interviews with her or anything. Does she write them all herself, or does she? Uh, I, I, do I don't know. I, I've not. I've not read. I've not read anything. I, uh, I assume she does most of her own work, but that's an assumption. I don't know for sure. Because uh, you know, a lot of these folks who are who crank out these bestsellers, like Janet Ivanovich, has like a whole team. Right. Right. She, yeah. Uh, to yeah. me, that's not writing. That's that's like James Patterson and everybody. In the uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, successful yeah, yeah, entrepreneurism yeah. for sure. Right. All right. But it's not writing. It's not. No. no. I think, I, and I'm sure Nora Roberts has a team that probably does research for and stuff like that, but I expect she does most of the writing. I mean, because uh, Stephen I, King yeah. does all his own stuff and he is oh, yeah. super yeah. prolific. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, I, I think James Patterson is one of the worst, though, in terms of. Uh, I, I mean, he, uh, James Patterson's background was, was, was Madison Avenue advertising and stuff. So you can oh, really? tell that. Yeah. I mean, it you can tell that. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, it shows. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, 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 he learned early on, have his name, you know, five times bigger than the title of the book, I think. And, <laughs> and then, you know, and then get all these other people to actually do the writing and stuff. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I like some of his early, I, I like some of those early Alex uh, Alex Cross books, but I don't know. His, I, I just got to where I didn't, I didn't want to read him anymore. So He's a franchise. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he definitely is. Yeah, I really liked those early Alex Cross books too. Yeah, yeah. Before I realized that, you know, it's it, I, you know, my opinion's a little bit jaded now because I I can't read anything by him without thinking about him as just a profiteer. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean he does. Yeah. I, mean, he, I think he does a lot of good work about. Uh, I think he does a lot of donations to, to, to reading organizations and stuff. I believe. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, so I, I, I'm going to give him credit for that and stuff. But I mean, 
I, I'm, I'm just not going to read many of his books and stuff. So. Well, and I'm, I must admit, I'm really looking forward to reading the book that he did with Dolly Parton because I'm a huge Dolly Parton fan. Um, yeah, do you know she was um, just inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and she yeah. resisted. She said, I don't do rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 I love her. I kind of agree think, with her. Yeah. Well, a lot you know, of her, some of her hits actually made the pop charts, like nine to five. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. she had, some, she had yeah. some pop hits and stuff. So, yeah. I think there are some of these women, Dolly Parton and Jane Fonda, who are just like national treasures. Like, they're, right. I don't know. They're just so wise and such yeah. huge, wonderful examples to the rest of us. Of what women can do, it just and Gloria Steinem, yeah, yeah. Who was, yeah. I think eighty-eight. Yeah, they're all, they're, they're all in their eighties, and yeah, yeah. I just, I just gotta. Um, I haven't had anybody describe it to me, so I don't know who she's talking to. But I got a link to a video with Jane Fonda talking for fifteen minutes the other day, and I. The fir- I missed the first couple minutes of it, so it's possible the first couple minutes tells you who she's talking to or what all audibly all I can hear is she, she's just talking. And it's so full of wisdom. And she talks about, you know, her decision to how she was going to get out of the movies when she was 30 because she really mm-hmm. was more interested in activism and organizing. Right. And a wise right. friend said, but you could use your celebrity to promote your activism and your organizing and people will pay more attention to what you say. So she yeah. thought, well, that makes sense. Okay. So yeah. she's hung, hung in there as a movie star and she's, it's just so full of wisdom. And she's, you know, she's, she's 84. She's going to be 85 in December. And yeah, I mean, I, that I think that's, that's what led to my 2000 words a day vow. I'm like, what am I doing? here's jane fonda saving the world and making this really hilarious i love every minute of it tv series so Mm. yeah Uh, anyway so um well guys well guys i need to take off because i gotta get ready for karaoke i know you gotta okay yeah, okay. so yeah, so we'll see y'all next month. Well, Sally, I'll probably see you sooner. Maybe it's in our BOE stuff. Yeah, but probably otherwise. tomorrow night. Oh, tomorrow yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, you'll be there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good, yeah. okay. good, good luck with Tennessee Waltz. Oh, thank you. Yeah, okay. thank you. All right. Take we'll care, everybody. Later. I'll try Bye-bye. to tune Bye-bye. in, Abby. Bye. Right. Bye, Sally. Right. Thank you for Bye-bye, being here. Bye-bye, Sally. Bye, Deborah. Good night. End the recording or something. Uh, you'll have to do it. I'll just. If I okay. shut it down. Oh, I do. If we just end the meeting. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, yeah, I'll just leave and you end it.